into the area. Janček, stab through, chance, shot, goal! Full stop! Unbelievable scenes at the end for the derby! Hello, Happy New Year and a warm welcome to Scarves Around the Funnel. I am Laurie Dunsire, and this episode I'm delighted to be bringing you a selection of highlights from our podcast over the last year. So here it is, some of the best moments from Scarves Around the Funnel in 2021. Enjoy! Hello and welcome back to Scarves Around the Funnel the podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club. We're now in our first show of 2021, and if 2021 so far was a haircut, I think, Mark Donaldson, it would be Paul McGowan's haircut. My favourite part about that goal was what? (laughs) I guess. I, I I know exactly. It's probably almost every Hearts fan's favourite part. It's uh, a, sh- a shout that is heard oh. over the video, the replay that was on Twitter. I I was there. I didn't hear it at the time, but obviously I'm sitting with a headset on commentating, so probably miss it. But um, there is a shout which is along the lines of, there's your effing medicine. Uh, do you want the quote verbatim? Because that's what I thought it was. There's your effing medicine right there. Yes. The reason, that's the reason I know that that's, that quote is verbatim is because the man who said that was not Gary Locke. The man who actually said it said, I'm surprised not more people thought it was me because how would you understand it if Gary Locke actually said it? <laughs> He's from Bonnyrigg. <laughs> so, Robbie Nielsen and Dick, there's your fucking medicine right there. Sugar helps the medicine go down the medicine go down medicine go down just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down in a most delightful way well we've been promoting this so far on scarves around the funnel and i'm delighted to say that we're now joined by the hearts assistant coach lee mcculloch lee thank you for joining us how are you i'm very well thank you thank you for having me (laughs) this isn't listed if you look on stats pages, because Robbie Nielsen was a trialist for this game. So he was a trialist for East Fife against Rangers. And guess who scored a hat-trick and wore the captain's armband for Rangers that day? He didn't play that game. He did. He was a trialist for East Fife, but he's not listed. Right. Um, Why give me two minutes to just phone on the now just to the <laughs> <laughs> Tell us something about the gaffer that we didn't already know. Oh, come on, man. What do, you, what do you want me to say? We either go a run every day or go to the gym every day. And I have never seen anybody lift weights like him. The, he's lifting probably double what I'm lifting. He's an absolute tank with his top off. 
ripped. Six pack, big pecs, massive. John, John, John Collins like or better than John Collins or not? I would say I would say John Collins like. Yeah, but I guarantee he's stronger than John Collins. Wilson, hello, how are you, and why are you still playing that 20 years later? Hello, first and foremost, and secondly because it's one of the greatest songs ever recorded, and I love it, and the prerequisite for music played at Tynecastle is that I actually enjoy it. <laughs> Sorry if that's burst a bubble of anybody that thought it was just because we were really progressive, but no, it's my kind of own personal jukebox. You know, Spike Milligan once said, we don't have a plan so nothing can go wrong. <laughs> and I think that should probably be the motto of this podcast. The, the title's called Chasing Flamingos because on the, the terrace of the roof garden are flamingos. The long and short of it is I got involved in imbibing something which isn't strictly legal and as a consequence got the munchies went back to the bar asked for some crisps or nuts and my pal from Pennycook said this is a posh gaff we don't do that and I'm like I'm starving and he said have you been out on the roof terrace and I said why and he said we've got some flamingos out there <laughs> so I go out there with a pal of mine who's in a similar state of shall we say mental incapacity and we go chasing the flamingos and our, our warped mind, we're going to catch them, we're going to barbecue them, we get rid of the munchies, everything's grand. The book's called Chasing Flamingos. And Scotty Wilson's just played the, the pop classic. Oh, there's your lawyer. It's John Robertson, funny enough. Do you remember when Lee Griffiths got done for pockling out of Tesco at the store? Yeah. <laughs> and they came to Time Castle with Celtic the following Wednesday, and I played Shoplifters of the World Unite by the Smiths. I think my career just went down after that because you can't talk that, can you? <laughs> and we are delighted to be joined by Mr. John Cahoon. I don't want to make you feel old. I, I do like to try and make Mark feel old. Uh, I know. But... I actually know how old I'm, Warwick. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know that. I would probably have embarrassed myself um, in front of the Celtic dugout by by giving it a get it right up you um, <laughs> if Sandy if Sandy Clark hadn't have grabbed me by the neck and and <laughs> he, he put a press gang on me and told me not to be so stupid. Third of May, nineteen eighty six. What do you remember? What sticks out? from your point of view as one of the players who were, who were out there that day? The dressing room, it's, it's hard to describe without without being really emotional about it because we went through a lot with everybody in there. Huh? And Alex shut the door and there was nothing said. And, and dressing rooms, dressing rooms after you've been beat are, are, are lonely places. When you've lost that one and you're, you're trying to get off the pitch and people are on the pitch and, and they're walking up that um, 
that uh, concrete gangway that they had at Dens Park, and 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 the the the, the, the fans are um, are hanging over that metal fence crying. And we've seen this, and and at that time we know, and there's no way to dress up. We we caused that. talked about comfort zones earlier, Mark. We were in a comfort zone. We knew how to play at hearts. Eh? We fed off the fans. Fans fed off us. We knew that um, that uh, we played in a certain way and we would have limited success. And we knew that we fitted into the fabric of that team and the fabric of that football club. We are delighted to be joined for a second time by uh, Sky Sports golf commentator, Mr. Ewan Murray. Don't you start. How are you doing? <laughs> These first team players, who are highly paid, relatively massively highly paid, have underperformed this season, and it must be great for them because they don't get the focus. The focus is massively on Robbie Nielsen, massively on Han Budge, massively on Craig Levine, or it's on John Murray, or it's on Roger Anna, or whoever else they want to pick. And no one says, hang on a minute, what, what, what are these players doing who should be pissing, pardon my profanity, on the player in, fr- in front of them in the Scottish second tier? They should be pissing on Bora Rangers. No disrespect to Bora Rangers, although that will sound disrespectful. So as promised, our special guest this week is the Heart of Midlothian. Are you manager? Are you head coach? What are you, Robbie Nielsen? I think I'm head coach, to be honest with you, Mark. Okay. Much the same thing, to be honest with you. I've been head coach. It's all much the same. So I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm head coach in Hearts at the moment, yeah. I do think that, you know, not having fans of the game certainly restricted isn't it? and hindered especially at home you know there's a couple of games a season I think we played more on at home and it ended up 1-1 after 10 minutes 15 minutes we had about 6 or 7 shots on goal if that was a 20,000 crowd at Tynecastle they'd have rolled us on but the game went flat you know a lot of people say oh, I need the, the fans need to be cheering all the time this, you just need the fans to put the pressure the pressure at times can be a joyous pressure where it's the cheering and the pushing on, but also at times it can be the pressure of you have to perform. You're playing at hearts in front of 20,000 people. You need to perform. And that's for me is the, the beauty of being at Tynecastle. You know, and the beauty when you see some players come, and you know, we've all seen them, you know, these players that come and they can handle the pressure. They can handle the expectation levels. And then we've seen, you, know, you guys have been fans for your whole life. You see the players that come with a reputation and this, and they can't handle the pressure. And they can't handle that energy that's needed and the, you know, the intensity. And that's the joy of time cast. And that's where I think both sides that drive people on. We are delighted to be joined this week on Scarves Around the Funnel by Hearts midfielder Aaron McAniff. How are you doing, Aaron? 
I'm all good. Laurie, uh, thanks for having me on. Um, Tyne Castle, you spoke about Tyne Castle being a great stadium to play. You've not played in front of fans yet. Tyne Castle no. can be the best stadium to play at, but Tyne Castle at times can be the worst stadium to play at if things aren't going wrong. So you need bravery. Are you a brave player? When things and missiles are being teaming down from Road 30 <laughs> in the wheat field, uh, pies and grease and everything like that? I, I, can't, I can't wait for the fans to get back in the stadium, to be honest. Football is definitely not the same. Um, you don't get the, the same feeling on a match day. I haven't spoke to the lads and you know about the, the atmosphere at Tynecastle. Every one of them said you know it's it's unbelievable, and I, I, I really can't wait for it. Um, and <laughs> as you say, it's uh, it can be a great place if you're if you're winning, and a bad place if you're you're losing. But you know that's the the pressures that I think you, you need as a player. Um, you need to have them, them pressures of fans, and they they come with being in a big club. And uh, if you if you haven't got the the drive and hunger, you know they they, they deal with them pressures. Then I think you, you may forget about it really. Here's the thing that tickled me when I was looking at Callum Elliott. Um, played and also managed a team called Mousehole. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. Mousehole. Listen to this. What? I just, I just typed in. <laughs> I just typed Uh-oh. in the search, and the two stories that come up are. <laughs> Callum Elliott leaves Mousehole in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the giggles. There's another one as well. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. Don't edit this. He's gone. <laughs> He's He's gone. gone. <laughs> what? What could it possibly be? It's not even that funny now. Callum Elliott ready to take mouse hold to the next level. But that's not how it's pronounced, no, is it? No, Richard. We pronounce it Mausel down here. Mausel. Mausel. Um, another Hearts fan joining us, someone who's been heavily involved with uh, certain Hearts organisations in the past, namely Save Our Hearts. Uh, delighted to also be joined by Robbie Nielsen's number one fan, Ian McLeod. Hi guys, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Ian? I'm great. You know, all, all the same are heart swings, including my long-suffering wife, Janice. What they put up with from 2004 onwards with their men for attending meetings, arranging protests, never off the phone, you know, how we all came through that with our marriages intact is, uh, is beyond me, but we did. Sounds like a different support group now, the Save Our Wives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your headline. <laughs> for, for me, personally, it was, it was the end of an era, but also the beginning of a new era. 
and all the people that, that worked along the way uh, to, to secure the future of the football club from right from Save Our Hearts through the foundation. Um, it, it's, it's been a justification. People say we can't stay at Time Castle, we can't do this, we can't do that. Here we are. You know, it's taken over 20 years in various shapes and forms. But yeah, Monday was really uh, emotional day. Uh, I poured myself a large drama of Freud at the end of the evening. It was, yeah, it was something else because it finally, it finally happened. And he hasn't been able to do so, Ryan McGowan. Why not? Mark, you ruined the intro. I meant to play this first. I told you this last night, Mark. I told you just now. I've got a little intro for Ryan. We'll play it before it's he speaks. Up. And then you prompt him. More Edinburgh Derby goals than John McGinn. More Edinburgh Derby goals at Easter Road than Tam McManus. And more goals in a Hamden Edinburgh Derby than Lee Griffiths, Gary O'Connor, Derek Riordan, basically any Hibs player bar two. That's good. That's, that's fine. You put that in anywhere. Great, I like that. You like that one? Right? For the quiz questions? Yeah, yeah I like <laughs> that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, previous transfer windows, it's kind of been an influx of players and almost sort of you know trying to fit in good players to a formation where I feel like they've gone out and they've tried to identify players that they want or need. Um, for the style of player they want to play and then find found that best player to fit that system and I think Cammy definitely would fit in that mould in terms of they've done their research on him they know exactly what type of player they're after and, and he ticks all those boxes in terms of you know winning the ball back um, being dogged as a in a defensive type situation but at the same time then being allowed to, to get on the ball and start attacks and you know I definitely think once you see him play you'll definitely understand what I mean in terms of you know he's not the biggest in the world but he's got a massive desire to, to win the ball back and, and to make the, the most of the opportunity he's getting at heart.
<laughs> none of this intro nonsense, Monster. I want to know, Cami, where do you plan to put your league winner's medal when you win <laughs> it next, at the end of kind of May? And then what are you going to do with your Champions League winner's medal the following year? Tell me. Where am I going to keep them? Aye. Oh, they'll have to go over to my mum and dad, won't they? <laughs> there you go. Brilliant. <laughs> So we are delighted to be joined by Cami Devlin, of course, of Heart of Midlovian. How are you doing, Cami? Yeah, really good. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. What is it that makes you think you can go to Ibrox a week on Saturday, or a week on, I think, yeah, a week on Saturday or a week on Sunday, and come back, not only with a decent performance, but actually having a go and trying to get all three points? Um, yeah, I, I know from a personal point of view, I no matter what team I play for, whether obviously I'm lucky enough to be a part of a, a winning team at the moment, but whether I'm um, at the bottom of the table or at the top, I would never personally go into any game thinking I'm not going to win. That's just the kind of attitude that I I like to have and I, I'd like to think that the people around me um, do. And I know coming into a club like Hearts, obviously I know we've just been promoted, but we're, we're second on the league. And I said before, we're second on the league for a reason. And I've only been a part of a, a few of the games. Um, and obviously, the boys before me, the ones that um, were playing before me, have done such a good job to get us in the position that we are. And yeah, we're there for a reason. So there's no reason um, why we can't go to Ibrox. Obviously, it's it's going to be tough. And I've said before, it'll probably be the toughest challenge that we've we've had to face this year. But um, we, we'll go there with a game plan, with confidence that with 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 what the gaffer wants us to do, if we do that correctly. And and how we're supposed to, and how we know we can, then and there's no way, no reason why we can't come away with a result. And, and there's yeah, that's that's something that we'll want to do. I, I personally would never want to settle for a draw or just go there and think we're going to get beat because that's like why would you bother playing? So that that's the plan. But um, yeah, we'll be going full of confidence. Like I said, we're up there for a reason. So hopefully we can uh, we can do that. Can you persuade Nathaniel Atkinson, the right back at Melbourne City, who was in the Olympic squad with you, not to sign a new deal there and to leave at the end of his contract next summer and to join you at Hearts? Natty Acker. I'm sure, I'm telling you, if, if he got the opportunity, he would. He um, He's a class player as well. He's, I think he's a year younger than me and he's done so well in the A-League and did well, really well at the Olympics. Um, and obviously Natty Acker is, is the upcoming right back that I yeah, don't have a bad word to say about it. He's such a good player. What was your initiation song? Um, I said Follow Me by Uncle Cracker. Give us a verse. Ooh. Do you know the song, yeah? Give us a verse. Mm-hmm. I can't remember it. Follow me. Not you. Well, here comes the song. You know the song. Yeah? No, go and see it. Sing I'm it, just, it Go on, do it again. Don't know how you met me. Don't know who I... Is he clicking his fingers? Yeah, you got to get it. <laughs> I like it. I like oh. it. Gozo, hey. you can't just you get. Well, hold on, Lonnie. Gozo, you can't just throw that at Cammy and say, "What was your?" Let's turn this table around. What was your initiation song and give us a verse of that? There you go, man. Played it till my fingers bled. <laughs> it was the summer of '69. Me and some guys from school had a band and we tried real hard. I'm singing, baby, I'm not scared. I'm singing, follow me. 
and we've had one heart cup winning goalkeeper on the podcast already so we thought why not make it two uh, we're delighted to be joined by a man who had not very much to do back on <laughs> the 19th of may 2012 but he played his part of course jamie mcdonald how are you doing i'm good thank you laurie how's yourself what do you remember of what happened after <laughs> that goal went in Absolute shit myself. Um, <laughs> excuse my language. Um, yeah, yeah, so obviously Nacho Novo scores. And the next thing, I was on the bench. I think I was 18, 19 at the time. And the next thing, Edward Malafay turns around and, and starts screaming at me. And Russian, obviously, he didn't, he didn't speak any English. Um, and he's, he's wee interpreters next to him, sitting going, go warm up go warm up and I'm going what me I was like <laughs> and I'm saying I'm, I'm in like panic and, and also going shouting going to the interpreter going I'm a goalie <laughs> I can we've just went I can we've just went one down down at Rangers with 10 minutes to go I think he had one sub left and he's sitting screaming at me remember Parler, um taking off all our beers like walking around being like, right, you can have beers after the bus. Like, yeah, he was getting a bit annoyed at us because we were all obviously still hammered. <laughs> Did they know as that? he was taking, as he was taking all the beers off, Lockie was two meters behind him, <laughs> just, just replacing him. For him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right now I feel good and I still want to try and play as long as I can, and I need to play as long as I can because I'm hearing a fourth kid this year in November, so... <laughs> Say that. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, Jamie used to love Craig. Jamie used to love Craig. What do you mean, you still love him? Oh, he's, he's the biggest man crush ever. Still got a man crushing him. Oh, takes him every day, never takes me back as much, so... Oh, I joined the club, he never comes back to us either. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this week on Scarves Around the Funnel, we are delighted to be joined uh, by a guest from the Hearts women's team. We are joined this week by Charlotte Parker-Smith. How are you doing, Charlotte? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Looks like a girl, but she's a flame. What sort of progress have you seen at Hearts in terms of the women's team? It just feels like a more professional environment. It's in terms of like the facilities that we use um, at Orium, and you know having a team of coaching staff. I think now our our first you know our head coach is is full time. It's full time position. So I think in terms of that, that, you know, giving us the staff that can invest their whole time or a large part of their time into into coaching us and and. Yeah, just making it more more of a professional feeling environment um, is probably been the biggest change that that I've seen. So um, I can't speak for Ryan and for for Lloyd, but I'm going to, and they don't really have a choice here <laughs> because I'm on the Hearts website right now. I'm on the Charlotte Parker Smith page. Um, your home kit is sponsored by the Merkiston Hearts Supporters Club, but your away kit is still available to sponsor. I propose now 
Mr. McGowan and Mr. Dunsire, that Scarves Around the Funnel sponsors Charlotte's Awaken. If it is still available, Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, Ryan earns, <laughs> big, Ryan earns the big bucks in Q8, so yeah, if, if he's paying for yeah. it. <laughs> no, I don't do it, is it? As long as we get a free top with a signature at the end of the season. That, well, I'm, not, I'm not doing it otherwise, Charlotte. You, you've got to play your part in this. You've got, to, you've got to wear it with pride. You've got to save as many shots as you can. I know it's difficult to save, save a shot the season from a yard again. out. Well, save the yeah. season again, but it's difficult from a yard out where you used to score most of your goals, McGowan, um, for any goalkeeper to, to stop that. <laughs> but if it's still available, Charlotte, um, <laughs> we will sponsor it. Scarves Around the Funnel will sponsor it in return for your kit, uh, your... Uh, your jersey at the end of the season. How about that? Is that a deal? Yeah, that's a deal. That would be awesome. Hello and welcome to Scarves Around the Funnel, the podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club and the podcast that has now achieved something that Ali McCoy could not. We've persuaded Ryan McGowan to join us. I am Laurie Dunsire, joined firstly by Mark Donaldson, who um, Ali McCoyce didn't persuade to, to come on the podcast. No, he, he didn't, but of all the intros you've done, some have been really shite, but that's one of your best. Congratulations. <laughs> I was going to say, that, that was a good, well done. It's the best thing you've done in 152 episodes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This is the first time. <laughs> See, this is the first time you're on, not as a guest. So, you can't get away with that shit anymore. Oh, yes, he can. Hey, there'll be tag teams of me and him. There'll be tag teams you and him. There'll be tag teams you and me. And we'll be like, Itchy and Scratchy versus Tom or Jerry. (laughs) Going forward. There you go. Let's make things a little bit interesting this week. We haven't done a quiz for a little while. So let's throw a quiz out there now. No, stop. You can't you can't use your buzzer yet. I've not even explained to, to the audience how it works. So I've got I've got I've got a little quiz and it's got an Australian and American theme. Um and it's gonna be fastest fastest finger to the buzzer. Is that right? Fastest finger first? Ryan McGowan. <laughs> Wrong. Perry, Perry Kitchen. Correct. Yeah. Oh, this is the obvious one. Well, Perry that's Kitchen. a bloody question then. <laughs> Who had the better Edinburgh Derby record? Ryan McGowan or Dylan McGowan? <laughs> Dylan McGowan. Total guess, but... <laughs> it's got to be. That's correct. Yeah. That is correct. That's um, bullshit. Dylan McGowan. <laughs> well, bullshit that he's got a better record or the question answers both. <laughs> Andrew Webster. Ah, well done. That is correct. Yeah. Oh, I needed that one. Question six. Which American-born player made his international debut while playing for Hearts in a World Cup qualifier in June 2017? I got that first. No, there's a fucking two second delay here. <laughs> Ryan was first there. No, he wasn't. I said Mark before I heard him. I'm not having this. He's he can afford a more quicker speed internet because he's rich. 
No, and I've got a two no. second delay as a result. This isn't fair. <laughs> what year did you say so? Don't pad it now so you can cheat. What's the answer? June 2017. John Stanton. <laughs> yes. I would have said that. If you get the answer right, you get a point. But if you get it wrong, the other person gets a point. But you can decide. Oh, you can great. decide. You can decide if you want to hand it over to them when you know the country. Okay. Good. Good. So this means I'll go with the first question. A lot of rules. I'm gonna fuck write this down. <laughs> <laughs> I really just want to say 26. So I get anything. <laughs> uh, I will go 17. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. The answer is 26. Hello and welcome to Shirts Around the Funnel, a brand new podcast which is an offshoot of the popular and well-established Hearts podcast, Scarfs Around the Funnel. Shirts Around the Funnel looks to bring a focus on Hearts kit and seasons on an occasional basis, aiming to expand further into the Hearts community and also to those who like to talk about football kits. Hello, my name is Paul Mitchell. I've been talking sport professionally for a number of years and I've always enjoyed the world of football kits. Alongside me on this podcast is a man whose Twitter handle is... The Hearts Match One Shirt Collector, which likely tells you all you need to know. Grant Young, and I have to be fair and say this podcast is his brainchild. Grant, good evening. Hi, Paul. Nice to uh, have uh, be over you. Uh, really looking forward to this. It should be uh, some some good chat, maybe some nerdy stuff, but I'm sure some people will find some things useful. I think we, we need to get this out of the way first of all. Hearts and all maroon. Just simple answer. And I'll go to Laurie first. Hearts and all maroon. Yes or no? You can't, you can't make that. I can't, I can't. No, no. That, that's it. It's that simple. This is the pressure we put people under. Yes <sighs> or no? No. Then, if that's a straight, if I've, if I've got no, if I've got no wiggle room, no. Grant. Yeah, no wiggle room. I say no as well. And we're also delighted to be joined for the first time by Mr. Andrew Driver. Thanks for having me, guys. Thought I was never going to get an invite. Jesus, you, to, you, you, I've been you, trying you, to get you on the show for ages, mate. They weren't having you. I, I, I appreciate you, that. Guys. I know Donkey's got a problem with him, but I don't know where it stems from. <laughs> it, might be, it might be from commentating back in the day in St. Mirren. I think I maybe said something wrong to him one day. Do you ever have any feelings of what could have been or that things might have been different career-wise because obviously you've had a, a very good career as a footballer but it could have been a, a whole different no, trajectory no um that's the one thing <clears throat> i get asked that question all the time and i've never regretted anything in my football career even when i finished i've not regretted when i finished it's um going to burnley might have been great but would i have been a different person maybe um i would have missed the cup final which is obviously the the biggest highlight of my career and i think i wouldn't have given i wouldn't have given up playing winning that game 5-1 to go and playing for man united or making a million pounds that was at the end of the day i'll i'll remember that day for the rest of my life
And do you remember that day, Gaza, when it was before a game at home? Yes. And he, he, there was a newspaper paper article saying I didn't want to play for him, and he pulled it out in front of everyone. I was like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and he so just good. in front of everyone was like, right, you just need to go. <laughs> no, he's like, do you want to play for me? And I was like, you know my feelings, and I, I, I didn't back down. He's like, right, well, you can F off then. <laughs> I took, walk, walk out with my tail between my legs. i tell you what, though. The next day, I folded like a lawn chair, didn't I? <laughs> Please, Mr. Mr. Sergio, take me back. <laughs> Do you remember much about after the cup final? No. Were you out with, you out with Ryan for the full week of partying? Uh, we, I woke up in London on, like, Wednesday. <laughs> I, <laughs> And then and then went to Thailand on the Friday. <laughs> uh, put it this way, I wasn't ready for the next season when it came along. We can make that happen, can we? Craig Gordon holding Andy Driver's hand, come out. <laughs> I would pay a lot of money to see that. Oh, I would I would do that in a heartbeat. If um if someone donated some money to charity, I would. I would wear shorts. I'd wear kids-sized clothes as well. <laughs> <laughs> I cropped up on my belly hanging out. I I was all wet willies and whoopee cushions. Like I would do things that aren't harmful. There's a title. There's a title. Wet willies and whoopee cushions. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I tell you what. The the best person to get Blackie or Steve. Oh man, I was. Yeah. Filled up Ryan Stevenson protein, um, what is it? Protein bottle. You know they have like the protein Shaker, powder, yeah. the big ones. I filled it up, and we left it over the summer, and it exploded. <laughs> the smell was unbelievable. But you couldn't do anything to Blackie or Steve O because they'd go and like break your windows in your car or something. <laughs> They didn't take jokes, did they? And they're like, yeah. if you got offended, they just like slash your tires or something. <laughs> I'm good. I'm I'm delighted that we're actually joined by uh, someone who has played for Hearts, played a right back for Hearts, uh, Claire Delworth. Hey, <laughs> that's harsh. Ryan's <laughs> just been dubbed out the window. Oh, are you who? I'm used. I'm used to that now, Claire. I'm used oh. to being. Oh, oh sorry, out. Ryan. Ryan McGowan's on here as well. Did Did you play for Hearts? Growing up as a Hearts fan, who who did you sort of look up to uh, as a player, or you know, someone? Did you have players that you wanted to play like, or sort of idols? Were you growing up, or were you just sort of? A, a, a Where you going with this? Uh, <laughs> 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 Some pretty good right backs back in the day around 2011-2012. If someone's listening and thinks like I don't really follow the women's team, why would I want to go to Tank Castle and watch the Hearts women play against Hibs women? What would you say as a, a player who's going to be out there? What would it mean to you to to get a big crowd inside Tank Castle for an Edinburgh derby? Oh, it would mean everything. Like, I think I hate Hibs. Like, everyone will know that. Anyone that knows me knows I hate Hibs. You go to men's games and you go to derbies, and there's obviously hatred and that. It's the exact same in the women's game. You've just got to come to the women's game with an open mind that it's more 
technical, like it's more tactical. It's a bit slower than the men's game, but see if you give it a like actually go with an open mind, you will really enjoy it. And there's no doubt, like the Hibs girls that I know of, they all hate Hearts as well. So it is a proper derby. Like it's none of this. What's well, a derby? But it's not a derby, English type derby. It's a proper derby where if you come along, you'll see the hatred between Hearts and Hibs, and it can be a really enjoyable night. We are delighted this week to be joined by a former Hearts star and a former Hearts Cup winner, Mr Andy Webster. How are you doing? Fine, thanks. Who's, who said they were delighted? Ryan. <laughs> I'm very delighted to have you on, mate. I've been, t- I've been trying to get you on for ages and they weren't having you, so I was delighted that they finally oh, oh, you on. Oh, oh. He wins a quiz one week and then suddenly he's like cock of the north. Come on now. And this is good because obviously I can speak from experience. So, for instance, there'd be scenarios like we'd be staying at Dalmahoy the night before an Edinburgh derby and we'd have our evening meal. Now, I'm sure everybody will remember, like, Roman Romanov was part of the hierarchy of the football club along with Pedro Mendes. So, after our evening meal, people just kind of retire back to their rooms, do whatever they need to do. So, after the meal, Pedro and Roman said to me, oh, can we speak to you? I said, yeah, absolutely. So, we go for a lot of luck. Um, anybody who knows Dalmahoy, the little putting green next to like the first tee on the big course. So we're just walking down there and saying, oh Andy, you know, you, you want to play tomorrow in the end of our He says, yep, absolutely. Okay, you sign the contract. I says, I've made my position clear. I'm not signing a contract. I, and I think that they thought that it would incentivise and go, yep, I'll do this because I want to play. But I'd made my position quite clear to the football club previously. And whether you call it stubbornness or whatever else you want to call it, because I'd made my mind up, there was no real way of changing that. And then obviously that led to the, the tail end of that season, which ultimately was really successful for the football club. Someone someone got a taxi back to wherever we were staying and said they pulled up to the petrol station and there was just some guy lying on the, on the at the petrol pump. And they're like, oh, fucking hell, we're going to stay that guy. And then he rolled over. <laughs> and he was the most quietest guy ever. And he's just gone. He just absolutely went for it. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said he might need to edit that bit out. But, oh, that was a good Oh, you, good you, cannot, you cannot tell us that Dan Bar slept at a petrol station and then asked me to edit it out. Well, this is a delight. This is a privilege. Growing up, um, I can't speak for anybody else. I had a couple of heroes. John Robertson, he put the ball in the high bees net and many others. And Henry Smith usually kept it out, the opposition, from scoring. And he was... Uh, we'll never forget those puffed cheeks as he sends the ball long upfield, those garish tops. And you know what? One of the highlights about Scarves Around the Funnel is having Henry on today to talk about puffing those cheeks out. That perm... That save from Tommy Coyne and so much more. Henry, how are you? And thank you for coming on. I'm very well, Mark. And it's a pleasure, mate. Thank you for asking me. Do you still feel any kind of pain thinking back to that or any regret that what could have been? None whatsoever, mate. It was a terrific, terrific season. 
uh, that we had and the team we had. Yeah, it was a shame that we didn't go all the way. And as Mark said, we probably went and got a better account of ourselves in the cup final a week later. But no regrets whatsoever. Heart of Midlothian means what to Henry Smith? Heart of Midlothian means a, a club that got me out of shit, that got me out of the pits. Heart of Midlothian means uh, I've met so many brilliant people up in Edinburgh. The fans have been magnificent. Uh, I'm so, you know, glad that I met both. Um, Mr. Mercer uh, and all of that. The camaraderie I've got with the fans are magnificent. They've always, always been my heart from from now on. Now, when I first started, didn't know who they are. I definitely, definitely knew who they, what they are now. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, the, the fans, you know, will always recognise what I gave to them because I know what they did to me uh, was give me pleasure. Uh, of entertaining them and doing well week in, week out and I will always, always love them Thank you, uh, thank you both for joining me thank you everyone for tuning in uh, to the podcast for this episode and for the whole of 2021 we will be back next week in 2022 to discuss all things hearts and plenty more podcasts, plenty more guests, plenty more quizzes I'm sure to come in the new year but until then, uh, enjoy the festivities when they come, have a happy new year and we'll see you all in 2022 The past and the present and the future Faith and hope and charity The heart and the brain and the body Give you three As a magic number It takes three legs To make a tripod or to make a table stand It takes three wheels To make a vehicle called a tricycle Every triangle has three corners Every triangle has three sides No more, no less You don't have to guess When it's three, you can see it's a magic number A man and a woman had a little baby Yes, they did They had three in the family That's a magic number Three, six, nine Twelve, fifteen, eighteen Twenty-one, twenty-four, twenty-seven Thirty Three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, eighteen, twenty-one, twenty-four, twenty-seven.